0: Hi, guys. Hello, how are we doing? How are we feeling? Um, My name's Kate and I'm happy to be here and you're listening to the podcast happy to be here (gasps) Hi guys, it's so good to talk to you Um, I just, I don't know, I love recording and I feel like it's been a while but it's literally only been a week I don't know, I'm doing good, things are going well I'm having a hot girl summer, you know, living my best life And I have someone else who's living his best life right now
1: Hello, hello it's me again.
0: It's Austin! Austin's back!
1: <laughs> yeah. How are you feeling today?
0: I'm feeling good. Thanks for asking. Well, actually, in full transparency, I got into a horrific argument with my parents before this. Oh, hell
1: yeah. We love that.
0: I know. I Well, I was like, my eyes are still kind of red, I feel like, too. But, mm. you know, because well, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about some mental health things yeah, today. So that'll um, go into what we're talking about later. But yeah, I'm honestly, though, like hanging out and just being with you and hanging out with Davida, like, I I just feel better, so. That's good, I'm glad. Thanks. How are you doing, though? I'm doing good.
1: I think um, I'm in a similar boat. There's some tension. Um, You know, I think that that kind of stuff just comes with um, being our age, trying to, like, transition out of kind of being in uh, constant vision of our parents, you know, (sighs) trying to, like, move into your own world in a sense but otherwise busy I mean I've been doing lots of stuff um working and you know my uh working on some little passion projects here and there you know it's an interesting summer like I feel like every summer for the past like three years have been like wildly different like this summer seems to like not drag not in a bad way but like in the past like couple years I feel like summers have kind of blown by yeah last summer didn't even feel real I'm not counting that but like um but uh, like this summer, I like looked at the calendar and you know setting up my schedule for July, and I was like, I was like, oh my god, it's not even July yet. I know. Like, <laughs> I was shocked because like again, like I said, normally it's like it blows by like a blanket. and it's like you know August, but it's only been a month basically since I started my summer, and so it's been wild, but it's good. I'm glad that like I'm filling my time, and it's not like just you know zooming by my eyes like before i can even get a chance to appreciate it so it's been good
0: oh good I feel that though too. Like today I thought was July 1st and I work at the library and we have a lot of restrictions lifting for COVID July 1st. Mm -hmm. So I was like, why is everyone still wearing their masks? And then I was like, oh, because it's June.
1: Yeah. We were, when we were taught, we were like texting back and forth, just kind of finalizing the, you know, the schedule for this podcast. And and I was like, and you're like, you're good for uh, like July, like 28th. And I was like, July. I was like, in June, <laughs>
0: like. yeah, I was like, oh, that's right, it's it's June still, and like, it's funny too because I feel like I've been very present with like Pride Month, mm-hmm. but I don't know, it's just, it's like, is it June? Is it not June?
1: I mean. I don't think that has anything to do with like your unawareness of Pride Month. It's just like it's Pride Month. It doesn't yeah. you don't think of June, you just think of Pride Month.
0: Yeah. It's like a separate entity. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. How's your hot girl summer going? Or how my, or hot,
1: my hot my hot person summer? Your hot
0: person summer. Well have you seen on TikTok too, um Bryce Hall and uh oh, Josh Richards got like flamed. 'Cause they were like, We're single for the summer, like no one's ready. And then this guy duetted it and was like, Singy for the summer? Are the boys singy for the summer? <laughs> I think I saw that TikTok. I was
1: crying. I
0: know it's so funny. Oh my so God. are you single boy summer, right? I am now? single
1: boy summer. It's been fun. Um not like I don't know, I don't know how else to say this, like not like hoeing out or anything <laughs> like that. Uh you know, but I've been, you know, it's been nice to just kinda like Again I think my priorities this summer has just been to like spend as much time with my friend group like familia um, yeah as much as possible um, and it's been really rewarding just kind of like literally I kind of like disappeared off the face of the earth for like four months um, starting in like February basically because um, February was basically when we started um, season
0: because
1: mm-hmm. uh, I coach uh, I coach a high school you know, water polo team on top of teaching. Yeah. And so, like, that just, like, engulfed my life for, like, you know, 15, 16 hours a day for, like, three or four months. Um, and then when it finally ended and I kind of, like, emerged from that bubble, <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what to do with myself. Like, I, the first week uh, that I was off after school ended and it was, like, officially summer break, um, one, it's weird because it's, like, summer break, but I'm not a student anymore, so I have nothing to look forward to except for just more work. <laughs> At the end of the summer, <laughs> but like, um, I just didn't know what to do, like, cause uh, summer water polo hadn't started yet, which I, I'm currently doing as well. But that's also like not a huge commitment for me, um, just cause like the way it is. Mm-hmm. But um, I just like was in bed, and I would wake up at like you know noon, you know typical like you know twenty something you know guy stuff like you know waking up in like a pool of your own filth, and you're just like like. <laughs> And I was like I was like oh my god like I didn't I don't remember the last time I got to like s- just like n- not have an alarm and just wake up whenever I wanted and not have to do anything for the whole day like not have an agenda yeah um, and then I got bored which is why I, <laughs> I started picking up um, all these different things to, to occupy my time with uh, including friend stuff but otherwise you know uh, it's been an interesting summer so far like I think that um, as much as it is like hot voice or whatever, like, working on me, like, focusing on me, Um, it's been really rewarding to offer myself out in, like, a, what's the word, like, in a, in, like, all the spectrums of, like, a relationship kind of way. Like, not just, like, you know, you know, uh, intimate relationships or anything like that, but, like, friendships, you know, catching up with old friends, uh, people who I haven't seen in a long time, and so that's been really rewarding, I think.
0: I feel like I've always placed a big emphasis on friendships. But Mm -hmm. I think when I get into relationships or when I start seeing people romantically, it does kind of slip by the wayside a little bit. It does. Just because you do have, like, less free time. And I've, like, I've talked about that on here before. I think statistically, I don't know if this is true, but I saw this in a TikTok. Like, I think you lose, on average, like, two friendships when you get into a new relationship. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, like, that does make sense. Because I feel like I wouldn't have some of the friends i do now and not like a bad way i just mean like i do have more free time if i had been in a relationship
1: well i mean you have to prioritize like your time basically right and you only have so much time that you can dedicate to friends because you also need you time right Like that's important oh yeah and you have to keep that even when you are in a relationship and so you have to push things out and a lot of the times you know it's like sleep you know texting until four in the morning like um or like you know um like, maybe some hobbies, like, kind of start to kind of fall by the wayside and they yeah. start to occupy that time. But then, you know, friendships that might not be, like, hyper-prioritized, like, they start to kind of slip away. Like, I mean, I've already noticed, like, one of my friends started dating somebody, um, I think, in April.
0: Mm. And I can already
1: tell. Like, it's, like, getting harder and harder to, like, reach out and, like, find time to hang out with them. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, we have gone through this before both on my end and on his end, and we've still been, like, homies, which yeah. is awesome. Um, but it's just, like, I'm like, ah, here it is again. The cycle is happening. <laughs> the cycle is happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, Jasmine came on here recently, a few episodes ago, and, like, her and DeVito were, like, flaming me a little bit for doing oh, that in my no. last relationship, which is totally valid. Um, like, I didn't, like, drop off the face of the earth, but it definitely was hard to contact mm-hmm. me. Um but, yeah, I'm actually, like, making time for people who I care about and, like, doing stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun. Like, I'm just, like, I don't know. This year has been really interesting and really difficult at times. But mm-hmm. I'm also, like, super grateful for it because, like, i met Assad. I'm doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. This is so cool. I'm, like, reconnecting with people from my past who I didn't think would still, you know, vibe with me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's just things are going good. I honestly feel like sometimes this podcast is like a relationship to some extent
1: well it's like a I guess you can't call it a job I mean maybe it's a job but mm-hmm, like no I mean it's like um, it's a know. commitment it's, it's a commitment and it's like a it's a it's an expression of yourself right yeah like, so like I think that that is a really really interesting relationship to have with yourself like I've been doing that a lot um with making music for the past like four ish months mm-hmm. like it's um It's a commitment. Like it's weird to be like, because like with most hobbies, like even if I'm like working out, if something else came up, where I was like, oh man, like a friend asked me to go out and have drinks, I'd be like, ah, you know what, like I'll work out later, or like, eh, like I'll maybe put it off until tomorrow, or like, eh, like you know maybe I just won't go to the pool today or something like that. Yeah. Um, with this, it's like, no man, I have to practice. Like or no man, like the the band is like meeting. Like I have to go to this. Like I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. And it's like weird. It's like. A relationship in that sense, but then at the same time, it's like um, you only gain, you only see like the immediate benefits for your own health and your own well-being from doing that, and keep on like committing time to it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's it's something too that like I don't know. It it's not like it pushes me to take care of myself, but it like shows that like I have a commitment to something and that like I care about it and. Mm-hmm. Like, even my friend Katie, who came on my last episode, like, we were having a little bit of issues with scheduling, and um, I thought for a second she was maybe going to flake on me. Um, she didn't, though. She didn't. She didn't. But, um, and I love her. She's great. But she was like, no, like, I see how much, like, you care about this and how much work you put into mm-hmm. it. Like, you made a whole outline, like, I got it, you know? And, like, I wouldn't, like, bail on you. And I was like, oh, I appreciate that. But it's nice to know that, like, other people can see, like your efforts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But tell us about your band. That's so cool, dude.
1: So we're still kind of like, um, at the, at the beginning. Basically, we have an EP ready at this point. Oh, we just have to, yeah, we just have to, um, get the lead singer. He's my best friend. Like, um, his name's Louie. Uh, and, uh, the lead singer, he has a cousin that does like videography and stuff like that. So we are going to record, send it to our, lead guitarist who whose roommate like books gigs send it to them i know a few people at like so far which is like uh, basically like a gig company um like they like basically host gigs in people's apartments who are willing to share their space sending my stuff out to them or our stuff out to them sorry and then um yeah we're going from there like we basically set like a hard deadline like by the end of june like we have to be ready to play um and we're ready to go i mean we don't What the thing that sucks is though is like the last component that we kept putting off because like we knew it'd be such a weird, awkward, like difficult conversation. We don't really have a band name yet.
0: (laughs) I was gonna ask you what the. We have
1: a few working titles. I mean, what we're gonna submit to so far, I think, is gonna be um, from the mud. Uh, oh. yeah we're like a Mississippi Rock kind of sound anyone listening if you're interested, <laughs> in, listen, if you're interested in checking yeah. out stay posted on my Instagram that's basically where I'm gonna start posting all that stuff when we get things finalized in the next couple weeks um
0: hell yeah guys go yeah go listen to Austin's EP yeah, e- yeah, when yeah, it comes yeah. out that's yeah, so we have dope. again
1: like we like we're almost there it's like 95 percent there the last five percent is like just names um yeah but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been fun. Like, I've, I've always had this, like, in the back of my head, a dream. Because I've been playing music for, like, my whole life, basically. Yeah. Like, and I've been playing the guitar for the past, like, eight years. But then when Louie and I started this project, you know, we were playing around in his basement, like, trying out different sounds. We were, like, covering a bunch of songs and feeling, like, just feeling out, like, where we grooved the most. And uh, Louie's a huge fan of like the white stripes. He's a fan of Jack White so much. And I have a more like all over the place music taste. So I didn't really care what we did. I just cared about like doing it with them. Like yeah. I didn't really believe in his vision uh, as an artist. We already have a guitarist lined up. Like want to listen to his stuff? And I was like, yeah. And like he was like, light years better than I was. And so I was like, never mind. Like I'm not, I'm not doing that. And he was like, okay. And I was like, well, like is there anything else you want me to do? Like, I'll do anything. He was like, do you want to play bass? And I was like, okay. And so, <laughs> and so I just picked up the bass, like, literally, like, two months ago. Um, and I've been practicing, like, nonstop. Like, I have this, like... like permanent. Blisters? I have, like, a permanent, like, callus oh, on my finger now. yeah. Um,
0: I used to play violin, and I got those. Oh, my
1: God. And so... Um, but it's been rewarding. Like, I never thought that I would, one, like, fall in love with that instrument. But, two, like, just fall in love with the process of, like, making music with... Um, you know, like, I, I care about Louis. I care about his, his, uh, you know, his expression of his artistry. And so, like, you know, him and I, we, like, write everything together. We workshop everything together. And, like, we bring on the other band members to basically, like, hammer it out mm-hmm. um, in his basement. Uh, <laughs> and, like, we, we've we uh, started to entertain the idea of, like, running out of studio space. But we're, I don't think we're there yet. I mean, we just started. I was like, we, like, don't – let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just been – been awesome it's been fun
0: that's so cool though yeah. you know I just I love doing creative stuff like that mm-hmm. and I think too like I kind of felt the same way when I started this podcast you don't think about all the stuff you have to do mm-hmm. and then you're like oh like I'll think about doing it and then you start doing it and you're like wow like I need this I need this and yeah. then you start to really like care about it because mm-hmm. it's becoming a reality so then you start putting all this work into it but um actually my co-worker Dan is in a band he's been in one for a long time called jacks and adams you can Mm. listen to them on spotify and wherever but yeah like you know he wants to do that as like you know his main goal and like they actually just played a um battle of the bands and got booked at a festival what oh
1: that's so sick so
0: it's like you know what i mean like shit can happen and it's like so cool to see like people in my life like you know being like yeah i can like fucking do this it's
1: crazy yeah like i've always admired like my friends who are artists and like just they're (laughs) there's like a it's like a dumb like TikTok thing like the grind set and not the mindset but like it's they're just like literally grinding it out until they make it work yeah and like because i have an artist friend uh his name is nick perry you can honestly you can follow him on instagram ns perry um he's a brilliant 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 artist um i remember when he was in college and he was like he went to UW Milwaukee, and I would come out to visit him and my other friend. Uh, his name's also Nick, but not not Nick Perry. Um, but like, I'd literally just see him like hold himself in his studio for like weeks, wow. and like he would emerge, and he's like sweaty and covered in paint, and like he's like, oh my god, like I just to blow my last like three hundred dollars on more paint because I have to I have to get these paintings done. Mm. And I was like, dude, like, and I was worried for him. I was like, I was because I've seen, you know, people try that stuff and fail. Um, in like high school and like early college but then like he just made it happen and now he's like he's got like a gallery and like he's making it happen and I was like oh my god like that's that's just so admirable to me like to commit to something that's so unforgiving like artwork and just art in general
0: oh yeah it's a rough go you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. yeah well that's really cool Austin Mm -hmm. I'm so glad to hear it
1: another reason why I think hot boy summer hot, hot person summer has been so um, generous to me is because of um, just how at peace I have been with my mental health in regards to like me being able to invest so much of my energy into these kind of like passion projects and my myself so much more. Um, so that's a segue. <laughs> <laughs> that um, is a good segue. Yeah. So that's something that I've been also very grateful for.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Like it's. I, I feel like what's happened to me is I've gone to therapy, and then I think I'm doing good, and then I kind of, like, ghost my therapist, mm. and then I go back to them, and then I got a whole new one, mm-hmm. and it's, like, I'm doing better, but it's, I, I like, and I want to dip, you know, but I, I, like, I know I still have so much more work to do,
1: yeah
0: but it's been a really eye-opening experience for me going to therapy, like, this time specifically, too, yeah um. Because also, too, for a long time, people didn't really take my mental health seriously because it wasn't, like, they just didn't, like, see it. You know what I mean? It wasn't Mm -hmm. obvious to them. And I think social media has also kind of shifted our perception of what mental health looks like. Absolutely. Um, For instance, on TikTok, I feel like for a long time I was seeing, like, uh, depression rooms, quote-unquote, and it was, like... It was, it was really sad, you know, just like trash covering the ground, like food everywhere. It's, it's really sad. And then I would think to my room and I was like, you know, my room does get messy, but it doesn't look like that. So then it becomes almost like a competition in my head of like, am I depressed or is it like not at that level? It's just like. I know
1: exactly what you mean. I've, I've only kind of like dipped into that side of TikTok. I still honestly don't get it. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of hard for me to kind of gauge like what part of TikTok I'm on. I'm still kind of new to it, but, like, I've kind of dipped uh, a toe into that kind of corner of TikTok, and I've seen it, and it's, like, kind of sick, like, the way that it's, um, I don't want to say it's glamorized. I see a lot of support, as well as I do kind of see, obviously, like, the weird, like, you know, hate comments and all that stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's, like, filmed, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, it's such a weird there's like filters on it and like there's like music playing to it and i'm like this is a very weird part of your life to film and kind of present the world as like something to behold now eh, i well I, I well i guess let me say this too like obviously like you know you should bring awareness yeah. through your own experiences and you should advocate for health through your own experiences but i think there's like um like, a teetering on the edge, edge of, like, embellishment. Not yeah. quite, but, like, something, like, almost like that where I see it and I'm, like, why does this look so, like, like crafty? And, like, mm-hmm. why does this look so, like, nice?
0: Like, I think it's also, too, because, like, it is, social media is a facade to some degree. Yeah. And I think people present their mental illnesses in specific ways sometimes, mm-hmm. too. Um, What I was going to say, too, I think with social media, it's like, if you don't see it, it's not real sort of thing. So I think it almost becomes like people feel compelled to share these experiences because it's like not validated. If it's not. uh, not, Yeah,
1: it's not not like, yeah, like it validates their experiences because they're showing it in in a way like that. And I think there's like, I think there's value to that. I really do. I think that there is a place for any social media platform for people to kind of expose like how bad it gets. Yeah. But I think people take it in a way where it's like, like you said, like almost like a competition. Like, Oh, well yours is that bad. You haven't seen my room. Yeah. Like, like, Oh, like you suffer from this, this and this. Like, I have like eight diagnoses or like, like yeah. it's, it becomes this weird, like race towards like self-destruction. And it's like very hard to watch a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, it is like, so there was this girl I used to follow on TikTok, because I've done a lot of like self-reflection too on like, what I put out there on the internet over the past few months, and there was this girl I used to follow. I don't remember her name, so I feel bad, um, and I, I don't even remember how to find her, but she was blonde, and she was like younger too. She's like 18, 19, wow. and I think she has BPD or bipolar. I can't remember, but she basically she's very severely mentally ill and she just posts all of this content Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: I remember there I got to a point where I was like it's it's it wasn't like funny ever it was sort of relatable I don't even know it's the other thing too it's like I don't even know why I like watched that for so long because I just felt like she would be doing good and then she would go through a spiral and then you would just like see it. And then she would talk about it so openly. She was like, yeah, I haven't showered in like eight days. I've been like door dashing every single day. Like there's food all over my floor. And she would just candidly talk like, Mm. like, like, like a diary. And I think to a point, I just, I saw this one video of her just like aftermath of just crying. And I was like, Oh my God, like this, like, that's so sad. That's so sad. And like, I don't want to like, you know, see that anymore. You know, it's just, it's not beneficial for me, yeah. and I'm not gonna like say what's beneficial for her because I don't even know her. But that's the thing too, when you put yourself out there like that, it's almost like, oh, I do know you, but you don't. You know what I mean? No.
1: And yeah, there's like a I think there's a term for it. It's like uh, parasocial relationships, yeah, where it's like you create like an attachment, like an imagined attachment to somebody online because you feel like you have this like 24 7 access to their life yeah because you do have 24 7 access but not to their 24 7 basically yeah um and you only get to see what they present to you or what they decide to present to you and like I personally think it's a very weird relationship to be on like the internet and to be on social media to present like parts of your life yeah because you by nature of like what You know how TikTok works and like how Instagram works. Like you're basically like an artist. You are creating a snapshot of something, Mm -hmm. and it can be sketched out. It can be written. It can be unhinged. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's still just like a snapshot. But then people kind of take that and they kind of spin it out of control to represent something that might characterize you in in a in a way that's not maybe hold into who you think you are Mm -hmm. or it's not true in any sense of the word but like it's so weird to watch like it's i like watch like these tiktoks and i'm like you know as i kind of dive deeper and deeper into the app trying to like learn it Mm -hmm. you know i'm interested in it like I'm, i'm interested to see all the different corners and like it's entertaining but like i get into these spaces where people start to kind of really bleed out on you know their lives onto the onto tiktok and i'm like this is getting weird like this is starting to get to the point where you know it's it seems weird for you to like put yourself out there and you're getting views and comments and likes boosted by the algorithm for you to like express a part of you where like it's a clear cry or maybe not a cry but like it's a clear indication like that you need help yeah um and it's weird even if you do see support in the comments and stuff like that it's just like don't understand it like it's such a weird thing to to experience as a viewer yeah you know and I can't ever imagine like what it's like to go through the pain and to maybe feel like you're helping people by showing that but as a viewer it seems strange I don't really know how else to describe it like it's it's a weird thing to see
0: yeah well it's also too like like some sometimes I'll see like random videos my for you page and like it's obviously like unhinged content and there was this one girl, I don't even remember her name, but she was she would just be walking around in a city it looked like just not just not looking well and like like wearing like smeared makeup and it just it just didn't look right and everyone in the comments was like, Are you okay? Are you safe? Like what's wrong? Like something's wrong with you, you know? And she got upset about it. And like I totally understand her feelings. Like that's valid. But it's like, you know, when you see stuff like that just casually out there on the internet, it is kind of scary, you know? And it puts weird. you in that headspace, too, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like we've all, like, not all of us, but, like, some of us have been in, like, really just unhinged dark spaces. Um,
1: well, I think to speak to that, too, I, I want to mention also, like, I think that as viewers on, like, TikTok or just on the internet in general, because we have this, like, proclivity to like attach ourselves to like the creators that we see yeah like we become very pers- prescriptive you know and mm-hmm. like we start to like because like, I've seen it before like where I see somebody and not even that dramatic but like maybe somebody who has like an anxiety attack on on a stream or something if oh they're my streaming their stuff it's it's hard to watch but then like you see the comments like blowing up and it's just everyone like you know basically pretending to be like you know webmd just being like oh my god like you need this oh my yeah. god you're like you're, this is wrong with you like this is this was what must but what must be wrong with you and like i look at that and i'm like well here's like an embarrassing like kind of vulnerable moment that this creator shared maybe not you know not intentionally necessarily right like i especially in a
0: twitch stream too i feel like those are a yeah, little like, it's more hard. it's harder hard. yeah
1: you can't really like script those very well. well that's not necessarily true but like it's it's those kind of moments are like for sure unscripted and like they're not um, hard to come by, but like, it, it, you know, it's the same with TikTok. Like, you see something maybe a little artistic, maybe it's, it's a an expression of a an embellished side of their their life or their health. But then the comments like, just run with it, and yeah. like it's that also to me is like super troubling to see because it's like they're developing such a like a realized attachment to this person. That you know nothing about yeah and like you are not their doctor you're not their friend you're not their family member but you you create this like narrative and you perpetuate this idea of like who they are what they're like what they need like what they like you know and um it becomes this like it becomes the zeitgeist of like how people treat or see health online Or like someone's life online Um, and I think it's really really damaging to yourself as a viewer because then you get this like warped idea of like how to approach health in general mental health or like you know how to you know how to decide like when is the time to to get help because you see these things like um, people kind of like really really extremely unwell yeah. And you're like, oh well, I'm not that bad, so I'm am okay
0: then, right? Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. So like, we're like, oh man, like, I'm I'm like that, but they seem fine. They're on TikTok. Like, surely I can maybe manage or something like that. Like, yeah. I, you know, I've I've seen that a lot with with um, like physical health TikTok. Yeah. Um, that's not necessarily I shouldn't even say call it that, but like let's just call it like sports TikTok basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, where people you see like these. Doctors in quotes, um, kind of posting TikToks like what, like having knee pain? Try this. Like having like really? some shoulder pain? Try this. And or like, you know, do you have like chronic knee pain from playing basketball? Like do these ten exercises and you'll like be like dunking in no time. Aww. And you see the comments and a lot of them seem so confused. Like I said, like they've developed an attachment to this creator, thinking like, oh my god, like I, I, I can, I can get help from this. Or like, oh my yeah. god, like I can, I can emulate what I've seen on here and I can apply it to my real life that's not dramatized or edited for a digital platform.
0: Yeah, well I think with those too, it's so easy to hear, oh do this in like 10 easy steps and you'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that's easier for people to hear than like you're gonna need surgery. So like it's interesting too because I feel like sometimes you forget that like you said, this is an app, people put out their stuff for a reason, it might just be the simple reason to express yourself, but it also might be, oh, let me promote like my like practice at mm-hmm. like this doctor's office, or, um, yeah. you know, just there's probably ulterior motives, and I think people forget that yeah. because they start to like trust this creator, yeah. um, and like I've done that, you know, where I'm like, it took me a
1: long time to realize that too, like yeah. to stop trusting those people and to realize how kind of in tune you have to be with yourself yeah, in order to kind of advocate for your own health your own mental health and stuff like that
0: uh, so one of my favorite youtubers psych IRL she does mm-hmm. so she's a degree in psychology and she does videos yeah. about like social media and like just different sects of yeah. the internet she did a video on David Dobrik and how she predicted that he would get cancelled actually so she'll do like predictions and stuff and then she'll analyze the psychology behind why yeah. you know and she did an episode recently on the Frenemies podcast with yeah, Trisha with, with, uh, H3 and, H3 and anything, yeah. Because Trisha, and Trisha uses all the pronouns too, so I'll probably interchange them. Trisha has, like, a borderline personality disorder. Um, they also have schizophrenia. They had, like, a whole mm-hmm. just um, fun little, like, sect of diagnoses. And it really does show, you know. Yeah in the episodes and there have been episodes when they've just like completely stormed off and had like manic episodes and just breakdowns psych IRL like talks about them on the show or not the show, the, the video yeah. and how mental health is perceived online. And I think a lot of people know what mental health looks like as in depression and anxiety and not so much like borderline personality disorder and other yeah. things. And I
1: think too, like, I mean, it's not unheard of to see that kind of stuff touched on in like social media or even just in media in general like tv shows or movies but like i think people imagine it to be something very more explosive or like depressive Mm -hmm. um and like you know obviously those are like the broad strokes of like bpd but like you know i have you know friends who have bpd and it's not always like that, you know. Yeah. It's sometimes it's like it manifests in the way of like, I'm getting a phone call at four a.m. And, and like my friend's like, I'm gonna start learning ASL, and I'm like, okay, like that's cool, like that sounds exciting, and they're just up for like four days learning yeah. ASL, everything they can, and like, or like hyperproductivity or like hypersexuality or like, and then the depressive episodes might be mild, it might be extreme. With Trisha, what upsets me the most is she. She channels that aspect of her health into
0: goading, yeah like
1: goading goading uh, people into like drama and um, and like antagonizing people yeah um, and so then people start to kind of I don't know like people kind of start to create this portrait of like oh she's just crazy
0: yeah don't yeah. like
1: don't don't even worry about anything she says she's just crazy like. Or, or, like, or worse, like, they'll say, like, oh my god, like, you know, if BPD makes you into this, like, you know, horribly villainous antagonist, like, figure, like, look at how she's, like, attempting to destroy people's lives because of her mental illness, and, like, I think it just really, really overgeneralizes something that's very, very complicated. Yeah. Very, like, unknown, and also, like, very, um, something that is just so difficult to understand if you're not if you're, like, a, neur- you know, a neurotypical person or, like, don't have uh, experience firsthand or secondhand, you know, knowing people are living with people with BPD. Yeah. You know, and so, like, I, I empathize, in-, in a sense, like, with, you know, with her and, you know, what she's doing. But um, at the same time, it's, like, disapprove of yeah. how she kind of channels that and is not very transparent or very uh, self-reflective about, experience with her her illness
0: i think too like i think when people think of like mental illness they don't really think of like that meant people with mental illness can like traumatize others and like harm others and like that's a very real thing and Trisha has been very vocal about that on frenemies but at the same time like they still you know they still do it and like like we both said we're not judging here we're just like discussing things um I have had some experiences with people with um BPD and it it does range so much it's like you know just because you see something online doesn't mean like that's how all people are yeah absolutely like you said I think it's easy to look at someone being manic and just like write them off Mm -hmm. you know and I was talking with my friend um and she said that she's a friend with like quiet BPD Mm. who just internalizes all of it so it's like Mm -hmm. mental illness is just so complex and i think social media simplifies it to a degree that's harmful
1: yeah well because i mean i think you know kind of calling back to what we were talking about a little earlier like we see characters, we see snapshots and like i think we see we see trisha or we see just people you know maybe expressing their mental illness online Mm -hmm. um just bits and pieces. Like maybe you'll yeah. see a clip of Trisha going off, or like maybe you'll see a clip of Trisha like crying or something, and like you piece together the idea of like that she has mental illness or she is, you know, bipolar. Um, but like, or not bipolar. Sorry, uh, borderline. Yeah. But like, what's missing? What's a really crucial part of this conversation that's missing in a lot of those circles that talk about people like Trisha or. Trisha in general, is the help that people can get or the information that people can get to kind of educate themselves and to advocate for themselves and others that, you know, around them about mental illness is not at the forefront of observing this kind of behavior. Instead, it's just like a spectacle. Like, look at at her go crazy. Like, look at her blow up. Like, isn't that crazy? Like, wow, what a psycho. Yeah, um, and it's
0: used for content. Like it's it's. Yeah, like you need,
1: like maybe even not intentionally, but that's the effect. That's what that's how it works. If you post your stuff on YouTube, yeah, it just is content.
0: And like, uh, Trisha posted a bunch of videos about Ethan, and and a lot of them were monetized, and they got yeah, a lot dude. of flack for that. And then on a recent video, because I stopped getting involved with it because it was just it was honestly <laughs> it was triggering me, um, mm. but um. She, but she she turned off the, uh, the ads on one of the videos. But, like, it just goes to show you, like, you know, I don't know Trisha's life. I don't know, like, what she's going through. And, like, I do no. feel sorry for them. But, yeah, it's, it's just, like, social media can be so confusing and people just diagnosing themselves. And, like, I remember there was, like, this whole thing on TikTok a few months ago of, like, all these people thinking they had autism. Oh, yeah. And I was, like...
1: self-diagnosis yeah and i'm and
0: i'm like obviously autism presents differently in women and differently in people in general like you know we 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 know a good amount about it but we don't know everything obviously and it's just like i saw this tiktok of this person texting their therapist when they were drunk being like i think i have autism and then the therapist was like let's unpack this on another day and like yeah it was funny but it's also like like you know it
1: it creates this like concern (laughs) And this, like, weird, like, second-guessing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's... I don't want to compare this to, like, this phenomena that happened, like, you know, a few years back. And I don't... But, like, just just bear with me. Like, when, like, the whole flat-earth stuff was going on. Oh, yeah. Like, there were, like, the people who were, like, so adamantly, like, tinfoil hat believing in, like, the flat-earth. And then there were, like, people like my dad where, like, they began to, like, second-guess themselves on whether they whether or not they knew if the Earth was round. Yeah. And, like, it was just, like, the most bizarre thing to watch because, like, they had just been overexposed to so much content that was, like, curated around the perpetuation of the narrative that, you know, the Earth is flat. And he was just like, hmm, is the Earth flat? <laughs> and it was just like, I, like, saw his, like, brain turn off, basically, where yeah. I was like you can't be serious. Like, you know, I used to think like my dad was like the most like, you know, intelligent like man that I knew. And then I just saw it like just crumble before my eyes because of what he was exposed to on the internet. Yeah. And like, I think I see something similar in the sense of like, you see people just, just going at it, perpetuating the narrative over and over and over and over again, saying like, you know, I have autism. I think I have autism. Like maybe I have autism. Here are the symptoms that I'm observing. And then you start to kind of like, you like overexpose yourself to the point where like you know a bunch of puzzle pieces are throwing are being thrown at you to the point where something's going to stick. Yeah, something's going to fit eventually, and you'll be like, mm, that's all I need to yeah. start to like you know break apart the foundations of everything that I know about myself. Yeah, um, you know, to an unhealthy degree.
0: I think that's a good point because like like I was just getting so many videos at one point about BPD and then like DID as well. Mm-hmm. And then all this other stuff, I was getting autism, I was getting all this different stuff, and, like, I I know I don't have those, and I wasn't self-diagnosing, but it, it like, almost makes you be, like, why is this being, like, shown to me, you know? And I just, like, didn't understand. Um, And then I realized what kind of side of TikTok I'm on. I'm like, oh, it's just, like, people with mental illness, you know, just trying to figure stuff out. And, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, being, like, hmm, let me think about this and see if this applies to my life, but, like, please, for everyone out there, you know, if you think you have something, you know, just go see a therapist, go see two therapists, go see a psychiatrist and, like, you know, get it figured out because we want, you know, you to get the best help. And, yeah. you know, it's good to, you know, think about stuff you might not have thought of before. Just like I said, because autism prevents, presents differently in women. Um, then again, you know, we, we, we want to make sure everyone's getting, like, the best information out there. And TikTok is not a great source mm-hmm. all the time.
1: It's hard. I think, like... I think that, you know, people who kind of describe, like, this part of the 21st century as, like, the information age touch on a really critical part that I think we're all, like, clearly struggling with is, like, where do I get good information? Yeah. Um, because I think, like, on one side of the spectrum, right, you have, like, people who are, like, self-diagnosing, they're misinformed, or, like, they're clearly running with a narrative that is not rooted in any sense of truth, and then you have, like... The opposite side of the spectrum where you have like professionals who kind of abuse their status um, and expertise in order to kind of um, uh, what's the word here like um, have
0: power like there's like an unequal yeah. power dynamic yeah
1: and like they kind of um, like pro- like offer some kind of prognosis um, that is also not you know, true to your experience yeah. as a patient. And um, and I can't really speak too, you know, um, in-depthly, uh, you know, about, like, the, you know, like, mental health, because, you know, I've, you know, I've met, you know, tons of people like who work in mental health. I've met with people who, you know, have long history with, you know, working with psychologists and, Um, psychiatrists but um I think like it's just hard like even if you do go see like a therapist even if you do go see a doctor like it not saying that like not to discredit their expertise in any way like absolutely not like you should listen and heed their um their you know their prognosis their advice to you to advocate for your health but at the same time like you know
0: be wary like it's, it's
1: like sometimes people don't listen to you sometimes people run with their idea of what's going what's happening to you when you know otherwise
0: yeah well speaking of too so i i um was hanging out with my friend the other day and she was talking about how she got diagnosed with adhd a few months ago and for so long like no one really listened to her and no one took in her like experience, like therapists and stuff. Yeah. And finally, like she's being listened to and being diagnosed and it's like very meaningful and very impactful for her. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to like share her whole story cause that's like her private thing, but mm-hmm. it's given her a lot of clarity in her life and a lot of peace in her life. Yeah. And it just goes to show you like therapists don't know everything. Um, like Austin said, we're not going to discredit experts, but you know, there are people that will discredit you, like especially women specifically. I was gonna say, yeah, like just have been written off, you know. Even like if we're going way back, when you know menstrual cramps weren't seen as like a legitimate thing, you know, was just kind of written a, off. Like
1: I mean, I've just seen, like what my doctor's visits look like mm-hmm. versus like you know, you know, partners that I've had in the past, like what you know their doctor's visits looks like. I never realized how bad it was. But, like, especially in, like, gynecology, especially, oh, yeah. especially in, um, you know, I've had the, you know, I've had the privilege of being exposed to that as, like, an observer. and yeah. that, You know, that's a privilege. Like, I, I thank goodness, I don't have to, to deal with that, you know, mess. But it's heartbreaking because it's like you, you see somebody who clearly needs help. They're in pain or, like, something's wrong. Like, they need to seek professional guidance and help that can only be offered by professionals yeah. in the med- in you know in, in the medical practice and then you just see like everything that they thought they knew just get shut down.
0: Yeah. And like
1: like, you know, sometimes it was for sometimes it was for the better. Sometimes like things got mis, um, mis- misinterpreted for like a, a different diagnosis and it worked out. And sometimes like we just ran in a full circle where it was like we started somewhere, the doctor took us in like a like ridiculously like different direction for like you know two weeks, you know running tons of tests, the pain getting worse, and then finally arriving where we thought, you know at the beginning where we thought we knew what was happening and yeah. we were, you know trying to push that um, on the doctor to listen to us, and it just didn't happen because well, you know it was it was my girlfriend and she's a, she was a woman whereas like. When I go to the doctor and I'm like, my back hurts. So they're like, okay, what do you think is wrong with it? And I'm yeah. like, this. And they're like, okay, here's an MRI done.
0: Mm-hmm. Here's what you need. Yeah, I think and, that's a big um, part of it.
1: It's it's hard, but um, but I also will say like with, um, I see the opposite, sometimes with um, like physical therapists, mm. like guys, um, my age. I shouldn't even say my age. Like, or you know young people like you know when you're at kind of like the peak of your athleticism like 18 to 25 like and you get injured inevitably like you know every athlete goes through some kind of injury like if you if you're not you're like a, a miracle but like you know you go see a physical therapist and a lot of times it's like does it hurt and they're like yeah kind of like okay we'll scale one to ten like eh, like a three or four yeah you're fine don't even worry about it yeah and then like you I like saw you know one of my my friends you know she was a d1 athlete like she's really really talented she's a softball player mm-hmm. and she hurt her shoulder you know and they like babied her until like almost an extent that was like a little you yeah. know um patronizing but like like she's like yeah it kind of hurts like before. well let's still run an mri just in case you know what oh, let's wow. still run an x-ray just in case like and i'm again i'm not trying to paint that like that as if like that's the the whole truth of it but like from my experience it seems like you kind of see like even in the medical practice that you start to kind of slip back into like this kind of toxic masculinity like I just suck it up like you're a dude like you get hurt all the time versus like oh like you poor woman like you you know let's me let take care of you because you can't handle yourself um and so it's toxic in both ways but like it's just really weird to see like it just kind of like just like the discreditation of people in light of the expertise assigned to somebody because of their degree Mm -hmm. um and their status as a you know as a professional like it's just kind of it sucks because like you know the the physical effect is obviously you're not getting the help that you need but like the the i think that you know i would argue equally as damaging effect of it is, is you start to feel like you don't know yourself
0: yeah like, you yeah. feel like
1: you have no idea what's going on with yourself you're like i don't i guess i don't know what's wrong with me then like i guess i have no clue what's happening anymore because like my idea of reality is being shut down by this person with stethoscope
0: yeah and that's that's like such a hard thing to deal with I remember I used to be on birth control and Mm -hmm. it just was like terrible for me like terrible like emotionally and just like I broke out with my acne and it was really Mm -hmm. a bad self-confidence thing for me and I just like wanted to get off of it and I I couldn't at the time for other reasons personal reasons And I just kept switching around, and I just was like, this is just not working for me. And I just, like, stopped taking it on my own. Because I was like, I'm not going to, like, put myself through this. And, like, the doctors were, like, listening to me, but it it didn't... Like, I just wanted another option, and there just, like, wasn't anything else either. So it was just kind of like, okay, just, like, be emotionally, you know, in hell.
1: It's it's weird to also remember, like... Hospitals and doctors are also businessmen.
0: Yeah. Women. Capitalism. Um,
1: And so, like, they will try to push stuff onto you as much and as long as humanly possible until you're just like, you know, until you don't. Like, I mean, well, number one, you know, one of the, you know, great lessons that I learned, you know, about femininity and like, you know, living life as a woman is like, you know, yeah, like birth control is not right for everyone. Like yeah. there is no, there is no one size fits all birth control. There is no birth control that like has like you know let's make like, perfect and nothing else is going to happen. Like things could go wrong. Like things can you know really jeopardize your health. You can get ridiculous side effects and not and like you and it varies from person to person. Yeah. And like, cause like I've had friends with IUDs, they're totally fine. Nothing wrong. Like maybe they get like a. You know, some hormonal issue here and there, and like maybe like every now and again, like they um, have some uh, turbulence with their mental health, but like, uh, and not in like a like a life or anyway. I don't want to make it seem like no, know, I get like, it like, like you know anything like that, but like, and then other people horribly depressed. You oh. know, like horribly. You know,
0: I've had friends who like their body rejects it completely, and it comes out of their body. Yeah, like it shoots out. It's like crazy. Mm. That's not to, not to be crap. <laughs> but like right. Yeah, just goes to show you it's it's not for everyone. Yeah. And yeah. like
1: but doctors like a lot of the time they'll just keep trying to push something else. They'll oh, be like, yeah. Oh, the IUD doesn't work, let's try the pill. No, let's try the arm thing. Yeah. No, like, okay, no, let's try another pill. No, like, let's try this one instead. And it just keeps going on and on and on and on. And I think that like it's maybe maybe like that's just kinda like ingrained in like just the way that people approach medicine is to just kind of, like, throw something at somebody until it sticks. But, like, I mean, at the cost of what? Like, your money? Like, it's expensive. Yeah. Like And also, like, it's your health on like in jeopardy. Like, you know? Like, I have friends who have, like, craters um, mm-hmm. in, like, their face and their forehead from, like, the acne that they got from their IUD. And, like, it's a permanent, you know, um, effect. You know, maybe not life-threatening or maybe not that quote-unquote serious, but, like, it affects their affects them, you know, yeah, and then, like... that's what
0: happened to me, you know, I don't have, like, serious acne scars, but, like, I do have some, like, indentations in my face from yeah. that, and it's, like, whatever, like, I've accepted it, but, you know, it's just, like, one of those things, mm-hmm. you know?
1: It, it sucks. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. But, um, I guess there's... A, on, i to say about that, I forget. But, like, oh, um, with, in regards to, like, mental health, too, like, I think people... I think people don't also realize, like, you, like, it it is a, it's a process to, like, find the right mental health professional for you. Oh, yeah. Because, really, like, what, like, I think people think mental health is all on the, like, in terms of, like, advocating for your own mental health in regards to therapy, like, it's all on the therapist. Like, they're the ones who are going to help me.
0: Yeah. Whereas,
1: it's really, really individualized. So, like, if they don't have the ability to kind of provide you with the tools or like help you discover the tools to help yourself like they they are not right for you like they cannot be and like you have to move on and look for something else because I've seen again like people who like you know find a therapist like they're just getting into therapy and they're like oh my god like this is gonna be amazing like I'm gonna get fixed you know I don't even like that language but like that's kind of like the the mentality that I feel like people approach it and then they don't really kind of vibe with the therapist but like ah, I have it though like I have this my therapist like I have to respect them and their professionalism. Like, yeah. and I'm like
0: you know and I try to
1: you know help them understand or at least I you know start a conversation around the fact that like it's, it's you like you are the one that's building these tools for yourself like yeah. you're the one that's taking the steps towards you know recovery and um, healthy living it's not you know a it's not like a it's not, like, a traditional idea of, like, a medical doctor where, like, they give you some medicine, you take it, you feel better sometimes. Um, like, they give you a diagnosis, you know what's going on, you have, like, immediate yeah. steps to take that, that they'll help you take to figure your stuff up. It's, like, a, it's a journey. It's a really long and hard journey to yeah. take. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I think that was my approach to therapy originally it was, like, oh, I'm going to go here and it's just going to, like, be done in, like, six months and, like, yeah. we're, we're done. And it's, it's not like that, you know, and it's it's something that I have to do, like, I have to do the work. She, yeah. You know, my therapist told me, she's like, I can sit here and, like, listen to you, like, all you want, but, like, that's not necessarily going to help you, yeah. you know? Absolutely. And so she, she'll, like, hammer on me. She's like, so what are we going to, you know, what are we going to do, Kate? I'm <laughs> like, oh, do we have to? Like, isn't this, like, fun? Yeah. yeah. But
1: it's, I think that's, I think that's indicative, too, of, like, the idea that there's, like, this, this end yeah right like like you said like six months and it's over right like once I'm fixed I'm fixed like once I've kind of maybe uncovered trauma or maybe I start to develop some healthy habits I'm done but like I've always or I shouldn't even say always that's a total lie. I don't know why I said always but like I've it took me a really long time to realize like, like like mental health is the same way that you need to treat your physical health oh, it is yeah. a life it's a lifelong path that you take you know even if you have a quote-unquote like dream body or like a physique or a healthy lifestyle that you want to emulate once you get there once you start doing it that's not where the work ends like that's where the work basically begins for you to maintain yeah and it's the same with mental health like once you start developing habits like your healthy habits or like healthy relationships or you've started to kind of um Heal from any kind of trauma that you've experienced. It's not like where it just ends. You're like, okay, cool, like I'm done, I'm healed. It's not like a scar. It's yeah. like that. It's forever. You yeah. know, like it's you have to do it. You know, for your whole life, um, and it's there's a, there's a tragedy in that. Like it's like, oh man, like I'm screwed up forever. But at the same time, it's yeah, like, I'm like I'm thinking about that right. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I think like I think there's there's a the the uh, you know I think the brightness to that is like it's it's amazing because like now you have those tools. Like you yeah. know exactly what you have to do. And like if you stick to it, it's rewarding. It's, um, you know, it's cathartic. And like, it's only going to help you be better more and more and more um, as, yeah. you, as you continue to, to live on. And so, you know, I've been really, really fortunate to, you know, have tons of tools and resources and people in my life to like remind me like, you have to continue the process. You can't just be like like, you know, wipe your hands off, dust your shoulders off and I'm done. It's like no, like it's it, you still have to keep going. Like yeah. it's, it sucks, but like it's only going to make you feel better in the end. So it's, it's like an amazing thing to think about, I
0: think. I think so too. It's also too. It's like I'm in this with me forever and like yeah. that can be kind of intimidating, but it also can be kind of I don't know, it's like it makes me I'm I like spending time alone. I like being by myself. So it's it's kind of like comforting almost to know that it's like I understand myself like the best. Yeah. And I'm like learning more about myself like every every hour long session once a week with my therapist Beth, and I appreciate her so much and I I made a joke recently. It's like um I was going to tweet it but I didn't It's like, oh, I'm I'm doing so good now, and I have, like, me, myself, and my therapist to thank for that. (laughs) So, you know, it's it's like, I'm getting better, and I just got to keep doing it. And, yeah, I don't know. I feel good about it.
1: That's awesome. I'm really glad.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on, Austin. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having
1: me again. This is awesome. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, before you go, Mm because I ask everyone, so I'm going to ask you, Mm -hmm. why are you happy to be here? Whether that's in life in this moment interpret it how you like
1: uh i think i I don't i don't want to like i guess sound like a broken record from the last time i was here but i think that this these kind of conversations really kind of bring energy into my life in a lot of different ways um you know i I love to learn things i love to kind of unpack things um in this kind of way and i think it's just so awesome to do this kind of stuff so again thank you for you know having uh give me the opportunity to come on here but yeah um also just like i think it's nice to kind of verbalize like our you know our progress in life mm-hmm. um you know both with our you know, health mental health our just you know livelihoods and or anything that we're kind of throwing our passions into so i think that that is like just something really nice to like recognize in the moment so i'm really happy for that as well
0: oh great honestly i'm just like so glad that like we reconnected because mm-hmm. like i was like we were cool in class and like I don't know, it's like the last episode we did was really good. Like I remember Asad listened to, it, listened to it, and he was like, "I felt so smart afterwards." Oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Everybody's gonna feel the same after this one." But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I appreciate you coming on here yeah. and just talking with me. Of so, course, yeah. All right, guys. Well, this is me.